This is your wake up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Be in the mother- Be in the- Yo, yo. What's up, Angela Yee? What's up, DJ Envy? And uh, Charlamagne, I'm sure he's running a little late, but guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Yes. Ha, 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 ha. Today is Wednesday. It is is. hump day. How was your little trip? I was in Bermuda. It was fantastic. It was Mm -hmm. their Heroes Weekend Festival, so they had Juve out there, Carnival Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, I was with my friends from high school, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of us, so we had a great time. Uh, Yeah, it it was a lot of fun. Okay. You can right, hear now, my voice is still a little raspy from it. but That's good. That means and you had a great time. From New York, Bermuda's only like a two-hour flight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a nice, quick getaway. Okay. All right. Well, today is my son's uh, Logan's graduation. He graduates middle school today. So, yesterday, all he wanted was these, for graduation, he wanted a pair of off-white Jordans. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the ones that uh, Virgil did. Virgil is the one that owns uh, Off-White. He's also the one that's working for Louis Vuitton. Well, he did a collaboration with Jordan. And my son has been into these sneakers for like the last six months. And that's all he wanted for graduation. The only problem is when they came out, they were like $150. Now they're like $2,000. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to find... You like, got it? No, I don't have it. I got five <laughs> kids. So now I've been trying to find uh, somebody who's been trying to sell it and not trying to make that much money off of me. So that's Good what luck. I was doing yesterday. I found a pair. So he's, he'll be happy today <laughs> at his graduation. How much you pay for him? 500 that's good. It's a good price, 500 Whoever's it, selling those sneakers to Emmy for 500 you should ask for more. You should have asked for more. they're worth a lot nah, more. Nah, but they understood what it was. I told them what it was, and they were just like, all right, we'll let it slide. So he'll he'll get those a little bit later. So I'm excited for him. So today is graduation. So anyway, today on the show, the cast of Sorry to Bother You will be joining us. Now, that's Terry Crews, Amari Hardwick, and Boots Riley. So we'll kick it with them a little bit later. I haven't seen the movie. I've seen, like, trailers, and it's a little weird. Yeah, you know what? So uh, my friend Janae is staying with me, and she actually went to go see it last night. What did she say? And she told me it was a very strange movie, and if she was high... That's it, what I said. I said if I was high, I she think was I would like, love it's it. Kind, she said it was a great movie, but she said she feels like if she was high, it would have been an even better experience. Mm. Not that we're promoting people to get high to go I'm see this movie, but said. it's a little weird movie. And we got front page news. What are we talking about, yeah? Man, we got to talk about these, and I don't know if you guys have been talking about this uh, while I've been gone, but over 2,300 kids separated from their parents at the U.S.-Mexico border, and that's just in about one month. Wow. Really sad, sad, and I know we've been talking about this before I left, and I always feel like um, it's just so important for us to talk about immigration here in the United States and what's going on underneath Donald Trump. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. In sports, New York Knicks have just recently signed LeBron James. Don't give fake news. Nah, that's that's not true. I was hoping, like, I'm, I'm praying on that. Yeah, so Envy, everyone thought say, that was true. They say you, you throw that out there. And, the way you said it. You throw it out there, you throw out some positivity in the comebacks. So that didn't work. That didn't work. Who's that positive for? The, the New York? Is it positive for LeBron? I don't know, but exactly. So that's not true. No, that's that's not true. Anyway, let's talk about some real news. What's going on with Trump and this border, this Mexico border, and these kids? And I know we've been talking about this up here, and 
Here's the situation. Over 2,300 kids have been separated from their parents at the U.S.-Mexico border, and that's um, in the period of about one month. That's under Donald Trump's zero-tolerance policy. Mm -hmm. And they're saying there's no clear system in place to reunite them. Now, if you guys follow Michael Skolnick on Twitter, he uh, posts about this constantly and has a lot of links to articles in case you don't know exactly what's going on. But immigrants who are arrested near the border are taken to processing centers, and they are trying to see if some of them are granted asylum. It's a misdemeanor crime of illegal entry, so a lot of times those immigrants often plead guilty in group hearings. They get a sentence of a few days in prison or time served, and then they get uh, quickly deported unless they have a credible fear of returning to their home country. And I've been watching videos of there's one nine-year-old kid that said that gangs told their family they had to leave right away, so they left and came here and hasn't seen his parents since. Wow. Um, now, everybody's been arguing about this. Here is what Fox News' Laura Ingram had to say about there's these immigrant child detention centers. Some of these kids are five years old and younger that are being separated from their parents. And there's been studies done that show how much trauma can happen to a child when they're separated from their kids at such an early age. So since more illegal immigrants are rushing the border, more kids are being separated from their parents and temporarily housed in what are essentially summer camps, or as the San Diego Union Tribune described them today, as looking like basically boarding schools. Okay, I don't know if they, she saw the kids that were there in cages no boarding school. and crying yeah, for were their cages. parents. Yeah, so um, as you can see, just very tone deaf what's going on. Now, here Absolutely. is what uh, Michael Grimm had to say about these kids who are in these child detention centers sitting in cages. I think it's extremely unfortunate, but what people are forgetting, they just want to listen to those tapes. You know, I can take you to any nursery and you're going to hear the exact same things as as, as, a, as a mother leaves to go to work and has to leave oh, her child at daycare. You're going to hear those same exact things. So, Michael Grimm, why don't you leave your kids in a child detention center since it's a daycare? Where's the compassion? Like, it seems like people just don't care about these kids. Now, here's what Ann Coulter had to say on Fox News. And I would also say one other thing. These child actors weeping and crying on all the other networks 24-7 right now. Um, Do not fall for it, Mr. President. She called them child actors? She called them child actors. The fact that these five-year-olds, six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds are crying, holding on to the gate because their parents are gone. They don't know who to talk to. And, and a lot of these, hug, you know, some of these parents kiss, aren't being reunited. And guess from? what? A lot of times Crazy. these people come here and they're trying to get asylum and maybe they are going to get it or they're going through the whole process and they have no idea where their kids are. All right, here is what Corey Lewandowski had to say about, uh, as he was arguing on Fox News also. I mean, look, I, I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a, a, did you say want-want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken said from is her you mother? Can pick anything How you dare want you? Up, but the bottom How line is very dare clear. You? These people are crazy, man. There's no compassion. And this is America, right? This is the land of the free. This is where we're supposed to care about people and, and, and take other people's problems and try to help them out, right? That's well, this. That's America. A couple in California has raised over four million dollars in Facebook fundraisers for immigrant families, and they are set to raise five million dollars in under five days. That's in response to the zero tolerance policy on immigration and the separation of thousands of kids from their families at the border. Mm-hmm. Charlotte and Dave Wilner. They started their fundraising campaign after seeing a two-year-old girl crying as her mother, who was seeking asylum from Honduras, was being searched and detained. And they initially wanted to raise fifteen hundred dollars to help cover the bond fees for one person, but it just grew so much that they raised over $4 million. If you ever been to a kennel and you see how they, they keep the dogs all in chain, all in gates and, you know, all gated up and, and, and this section is the, 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 the pit bulls and this section is the German shepherds, this section is the little dogs, that's how that 
picture look yesterday when I seen it. Yeah, yes. it looks it just disgusting. So for anybody who thinks that it's okay and it's illegal what these people are doing, trying to come to the country and then doesn't see an issue with this, then that's a real problem. Right. I mean, it is illegal, but it's yeah, still, some it's people are seeking though. some people are seeking asylum. Definitely inhumane. Yeah, but it's inhumane. It's inhumane what they're doing to the people that are trying to get in here illegally. But I will say it makes me wonder if them people got kids at all. Because how can you have kids and not have empathy for other people's children? No compassion at all. <laughs> all right. And Jesus it's a Christ. misdemeanor. So as some people just get sent right back. And some people actually do get asylum. And they're separated and might never see their kids again. My goodness. All right. Well, that's front page news. Charlamagne, you just got in. Oh, man. I overslept last night. Mm. I was at... Um, I was at... Oh, you know, we got Bootsy, Boots Riley here today. Boots Riley. We have creator, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Omar Hardwick. Hardwick. Creator and director of uh, Sorry to Bother You. That's the movie that's coming out. So I did a, In July. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a screening for them last night with mm. Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson. And then we had a Q&A and I stayed up too late. You're really on Good Music's payroll, bro. <laughs> Why is that Good you Music? You got another pair of Yeezys on. These are Yeezys? Mm. These are Yeezys. Uh-huh. You know they're know. Yeezys. <laughs> I don't know these are Yeezys. Right. Yeezys. Where'd you get them from? What I get them from? <laughs> if you gotta ask a question with a question, mm-hmm. that means you lying. You got them from Kanye. Where'd I get them from? Yes, <laughs> I think I think I'm pretty sure Good Music sent you. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. this guy here. You got a pair too, though. No, I don't. I, I got some leopards on. Oh, well, your your box in the back then. Oh, all right, all right. And then I guess I'm on the payroll too. I'm, hey man, they comfortable. All I'm right, a dad. this is a great dad show. <laughs> great dad show. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, or you just need to vent, or maybe you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Angel. Angel, get it off your chest, bro. Man, I am a blessed brother today. Okay, tell What's us up, why. Angel? What's up? You need to be blessed with Man, a name like Angel. <laughs> my son's about to be a year old. I got my next one coming in about less than a month. Everything's coming together, working hard, busting ass. Congratulations. Right. Congrats, man. I appreciate it. Man, I got to stay blessed. Everything's good on this side. How about you guys? Oh, man, we bla- I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, sir. Enjoy them kids. They grow Ooh. fast. Yo, Charlamagne, I got one favor for you, please. Talk to me. I got a, I got a white brother, right? Uh-huh. He, man, he did some mayonnaise ass and I couldn't explain to him how man- what mayonnaise means the way you can. You, can't, you know what I mean? You can't explain to him what yeah. mayonnaise means. Yeah, because huh? it's more racist, but it's not, though, because anybody can be mayonnaise. That's right. Know? Tell them mayonnaise is just a disgusting, nasty substance, and you don't ever want to be mayonnaise, My okay? Goodness. All right, brother. And Charlamagne just pulled out a big jar That's right. of mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? That looks like, what size is that? This right here is a one-gallon... A one-gallon? Where do you get 128 fluid ounce, 3.78 liter jar of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise, okay? And I'm keeping it in here because I want it to spoil, right? Because when it starts getting yellow and starts to stink, then y'all will understand what I mean when I say you kept the mayonnaise out too long. Hello? Hey, what's up? I want to make a point about the illegal immigrant. Go ahead. I want to see if everybody has the same energy uh, feeling bad about the kids if they say, hey, let's take this family of five and stick them in your house and then see if they have that same energy. You Shut know what up. I mean? You take, you so take you think it's okay family. to rip kids away it's from their about, parents? I don't understand your it's point. About, it's not about if it's okay or not. Let's see if you have... But why would you take a family of five and I, put I, them I, in I, your house? I don't even understand I your point. I want to hear what point. he's saying, though. What are you, what are you, what are you saying? saying? What are you saying? Them in your house. They're taking these kids and, and they're taking it from their parents. So if you want to keep this together with their parents, 
and they say, all right, this is the solution. Take this family and you stick them in your house and you take care of them until they're able to seek their asylum or whatever it is. And let's see if people have that same energy. So How about like, when you right. deport oh. the families back? Why don't you not separate them from their children? Well, that's... I don't know. That's their choice that they made. To that's try their to choice. This immigration problem. Oh, my that's God. It. That's how they chose to Listen, care. if you're just not a humane person and you think that this is okay and your solution is, well, imagine if they were in your house. That's just crazy to me. It's not imagine. It's if you would still do it or not. Would you still have that What is the point of that? Mm. You're entitled to your opinion. You know what? Sir. Yes. I would take a family of five with a two-year-old so that they wouldn't be ripped away from their families and be torn apart. All right. I now, would. ye, somebody going to hold you to that. Would. Ye, ye, don't be just throwing stuff out there if, you know, if you're not going to stand I, by I it. I believe in humanity and helping other people out and being a human being and not doing things like that. And I think I it's believe, disgusting. I believe and in I humanity think there has to be another, too. And I believe there has to be another solution than taking kids away from their parents. I agree wholeheartedly. If you're, but a, family I would, I, if you're a family of five, a family of five of illegal immigrants, Angelique has a place for you to stay. She I mean, I don't even understand how this could be a joke. I'm not saying it's a joke. joke. I'm just thinking that's is something to think about. Absolutely. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Daisy from Texas. Hey, mama, get it off your chest. Um, I, I really, I just, uh, my heart is broken right now. Like, my heart is broken. These families that are fleeing their country, I'm saying I was lucky enough to be just born three hours on this side of the border. My cousins weren't. No, my cousins aren't. They're, they're, they're fleeing cartels. They're fleeing drug mm-hmm. cartels. Like, like, they're barely able to, to survive over there. And they're just trying to to get help and I wish I could help them I wish I could do something I feel like I'm like I can't do anything and it it, it just breaks my heart it really just breaks my heart I I, I wish you know you can wish and you can pray and you can hope and and it's just I feel like it's just never gonna change what do we have to do like what do I have to what can I do I'm just I'm just here looking and hearing and and have you ever seen a child being ripped from their mother's arms like i don't understand i just don't understand how even drug cartels have more sometimes in some aspects in some cases because i could just go on and on about stories of of how even they have more heart than our well, one thing you can do right now, you can call your you can call your reps at 202-224-3121 and tell them to end the separation of families at the borders. Ask your senators to pass the Keep Families Together Act and your house rep to pass the Help Separated Children Act. That's something you can do immediately right now. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? Big Chocolate, the toe sucker. How's everybody? Oh, my goodness. Big I chocolate. haven't spoke to you in a while. Be, be nice to me, Envy. Come on. All now, right. Man. We're nice. What's up, brother? How you yeah, doing today? All right. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm going to play another game, another round of Is It Just Me. Is that all right? Go ahead, Okay. Bro. Check it out. Is it just me uh-huh. or does Charlemagne sound like Daffy Duck when he says, that's despicable? That's is despicable. It just, <laughs> is it just me or does Angela Ebra butter on her bunions when they hurt? Is it just me or or is Envy's partner's hair played out? Envy's partner's hair played out? What's that it, mean? I don't, I don't have a part in my hair. I, I did it for the one source picture. The I, <laughs> I, was like, but I, I Oh, I thought he said your partner's hair. I was like, what did Gia's hair got to do with this? He's doing my partner's hair. I, 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 I was like, I, what? I don't have a part in my hair. Do you have bunions, Yee? No, I don't have any bunions. Okay, all right. But that's cool. All right. Hello, who's this? Nathan Bryan from Florence, South Carolina. What's up, bro? Get Florence, what's happening, Flowtown? I just wanted to call and talk and, um, to get some stuff on my chest. Like, I just really feel like a lot of a lot of our black news um, 
coverages is not really giving us the truth on what's really going on in the world. I just think a lot, a lot of these, uh, a lot of our news companies is just really giving us information based on a, a certain party, and I think that's wrong. So what's really what's, what's really going on in the world, brother? Tell us tell us on behalf of the Afro African American delegation what's going on in the world. Well, just like I was just listening to y'all and, and y'all was talking about the um the pictures and stuff, but what they really not telling us is a lot of them pictures came from 2014. They wasn't like real recent. All the pictures is not new. And I know I heard somebody say something about actors, and what we really got to understand is they do have a lot of stuff that's going on that stage. Now I can't say. The kids or whoever was actors, but I know that's going on. You, you believe what uh, Ann Coulter, when Ann Coulter called the immigrant children child actors, that's what you believe is going on? No, I, I, I can't say I believe it, but I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did some research <laughs> in 2012. <laughs> they made it a law where they can't pass out um, fake news. How you call up here and get mad at the news networks for reporting fake news, but then you call up here reporting news and you don't know if it's fake or not. You just talking. No, nah, I'm telling you it's real. I'm, oh, okay. Love you that. you asked me about Ann Coulter. I never seen that. I just heard y'all say that, so I, I wouldn't know about that. Well, 2,300 you know kids have been taken... That they do do that. 2,300 huh? kids have been taken from their families between May and June. All right, well... They said Existential still alive too, though. That's the other thing going on. They did say that yesterday. Yeah. So you know, whatever. Everybody living in their own little simulation. All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. You, we got rumors on the way. Well, yeah, we are going to talk about Existential. We'll give you an update on what's going on and. Uh, fans did pay their final respects at a vigil. We'll tell you what happened there. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. What to you push up? That's what you thought. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with you, That's man? What he it's thought. over. The beef's over. Let it go. It man. is over, but we still gotta uh, remind people that he he holds this L. That's all. That's Same nice. way we remind LeBron that he's three and six in NBA Finals. You gotta remind Drake that he's one and one in rap battles. Well, let's get to the rooms. Let's talk XXX Tension. Did I say that right? Tentacion. There you go. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Tentacion's music has been climbing the charts. Now, his music is dominating on iTunes, on Amazon, on Spotify, everywhere. They said his sad song from his latest album is the number one song on iTunes. And also the song uh, Changes from that same album is number five. The album 17, which came out in 2017, is also in the top 10 at number five. Spotify also did an RIP XXXTentacion banner and featured his playlist at the top of its browser. People were mad at Spotify. Y'all just took, them, y'all just took his music off three weeks ago. Exactly. They said oh if he God. wasn't good Everybody's enough to be so in your ish when he was alive, don't switch up now. I agree. Keep that same energy. In the words of the late, great, notorious B.I.G., who was also gunned down, uh, you're nobody until somebody kills you. All right. In the meantime, police are offering a $3,000 reward for any tips in the hopes that will lead to the arrest of People have been giving killed. them tips all day. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, just open up a Twitter account, police. <laughs> hey, Broward County Police, just open up a Twitter account, open up an Instagram. I think y'all have a lead suspect. Well, right now they are saying that they think it was a random shooting, a random killing, and his team has issued a statement on his death. Uh, they said that uh, the XXXTentacion touched the lives of millions around the globe and will forever reside in the hearts of countless fans who listened to his music, attended his concerts, and felt the glow of his uncontainable, undeniable, and unique spirit. By the way, only $3,000? I know, I thought that was really low. Three racks? That's I mean, it? They gotta get the money from somewhere. 
What are you talking about? They got to get the money to give it to somebody. What's from the sheriff's office? From the sheriff's office. They they probably don't have that much money. They said a big Um, thank you to our social media community for the many tips we've received regarding the death of local rapper. The office is asking anyone with information to contact homicide detectives Walt Foster and John Curcio. And they gave the number. It's 954-321-4210. They're probably waiting for like for uh, forensics to come back from the car and stuff. That's what I'm thinking. Before they go get that that lead suspect. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because I see a lead suspect. Now, according to XXX Tentacion's lawyer, he does think that the shooting was a random robbery. He said, I think he went to the bank before it happened. I think the determination was that he wanted to buy a motorcycle. But detectives aren't discounting any theory right now. So they don't know exactly what happened. But cops believe that it was a random shooting. And so does his lawyer. And I don't know if that guy is the lead suspect, but he definitely should be brought in for questioning after what I saw on social media. Mm-hmm. All right. In the meantime, fans did pay a final respect to him at a vigil uh, as they were mourning him. And in honor of, of him, uh, dozens of fans actually came to the location outside of the location, Motorsports, where they paid respects to him. They bought flowers, photos, candles. Other people threw up the X sign and they were coloring the sidewalk with notes, lyrics, and drawings. Mm-hmm. Now, his abuse accuser actually showed up, Gen- Geneva Ayala, the woman who accused him of abusing her while she carried a child. Uh, she actually has broken her silence as well. Listen to what she had to say. <laughs> Yo, the fact that they burned my bro, like, that's so disrespectful like how could you guys do that bro i don't care how many how much you guys hate me like why would you guys do that oh when she bought stuff to the visual yeah, his fans set it on fire yeah mm-hmm. they set it on fire and they actually chased her away she posted i want to scream at the top of my lungs until i can't uh then st- keep screaming i don't want to believe this no one knows the ish i feel for you so. yeah why would you do that to a victim of domestic violence Right, and um, cops did have to fire rubber bullets and tear gas to disperse the crowd at his memorial. They said things got really crazy. There were at least 300 people, and they were filling a stretch of uh, Melrose Avenue in L.A. Those fans that were there then got rowdy. They were climbing on top of building roofs and swarming passing cars, throwing rocks at nearby police, and so eventually there was tear gas, pepper spray bullets, and rubber bullets to disperse everyone. I mean, listen, I don't care how much you love your favorite artist or your favorite athlete, your favorite celebrity, sometimes they're just dead wrong in something that they did, and you can still like them and acknowledge that they're wrong. So don't take it out on the victim right. just because that, that man did something wrong when he was alive. All right, um, let's switch gears for a second. Akon is going to be launching a cryptocurrency called Acoin. You should have called it the black dollar. I actually like Acoin. That's pretty cute. Now, he said, I think that blockchain and crypto could be the savior for Africa in many ways because it brings the power back to the people and brings the security back into the currency system. And it also allows people to utilize it in ways where they can advance themselves and not allow government to do those things that are keeping them down. That's the only thing I don't understand. And I'm into business and finance and invested. I just never understand cryptocurrency. How can you just create and says, "Okay, I'm going to create a coin. And what is the worth of it? How how, how do you get a worth of a coin? Of yeah. a coin or whatever his name is, or whatever it's he calls it. Acoin. You know it's how do you get the worth of it? I'm getting my coin. <laughs> okay, I don't know about you, but I know how to get me a coin. Okay, well you go okay. get you a coin. I get me a coin. I don't know. I don't. Know, right. How do you? How do you? Like, what's the worth of it? Yeah, it's something that you really would have to. I'm gonna create my own currency and then just nobody sit, wins. sit down with a cryptocurrency expert. What would your currency be called? The beige dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why you put that voice on? <laughs> Drop on a clues bomb for Akon though. All Akon ever is out here doing is the work. When the last yes. time Akon put out music? <laughs> when the last time Akon even been featured on nothing? I mean, he's been he don't give a, a damn. That's why I respect it, man. Akon just out here doing the work, man. Well, his cryptocurrency will be available for sale in two weeks. Okay. So. 
Just so what, you know. I got to buy money? I ain't buying See, no money. See, that's what I said. How do you know the value of it? I'm confused. <laughs> For sale. I'm not buying no damn money. I'm going to buy money. Acorn. All right, somebody got explained it to me. Maybe I'm just <laughs> See, I just I don't know. I, I don't claim to be the highest grade of weed <laughs> yeah. in the dispensary. Somebody explain this to me, okay? All right, we'll get into that. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have the cast of Sorry to Sorry Bother You. Sorry to Bother You. I did a uh, Q&A last night for the cast of Sorry to Bother You. I mean, this isn't all of the cast. We actually have the d- creator well, and director, Riley. which is Boots Riley, mm-hmm. and we have Terry Crews and Amari Harwood coming, but uh, to, to round out the cast, the stars, Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson, right. and my man, Jermaine all right. Well, I haven't seen it, but when I looked at the trailer, it looked like it needed to be high to watch it. I've seen it. And? Um, it's interesting. You will definitely leave the movie theater asking yourself, what the F did I just watch? Good way or bad way? Um, I think in a good way. Okay. I think in a good way. All right. We'll kick it with them when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. We have Boots Riley. Good morning. What's up? Terry Crews. Good morning. Hey, good morning. And Amari Hardwick. Good morning, guys. Good morning. What up, New York? How's everything? They are all here promoting uh, Sorry to Bother You. Uh, I saw the film last week, Boots, and I, I, I need to ask you one question. I, what the uh, f- did I watch? You <laughs> <laughs> watched some crazy stuff. Uh, hopefully, we don't give away any spoilers, but you, you saw some crazy sh- that's different than the other movies you've seen. 100%. Uh, I did, you know what, what threw me off is I didn't realize it was science fiction. Because uh, the trailer cool. didn't give me that. Cool. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, all right, what the hell just happened? Well, give us a brief <laughs> of what the movie's about. Because watching the trailer, I've seen a little bit, but then I don't want to say it I'll give stuff away, so I'll let Boots say Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's an absurdist, dark comedy with magical realism and science fiction inspired by the world of telemarketing. You got that shit. Oh, sorry to Man. bother you. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, it's funny. Me and Charlamagne got into an argument. I don't even know if Charlamagne remember about, I said about two years ago. My first job was telemarketing, mm-hmm. and it was similar. When I got there, everybody in there was making money, but me because I was from the hood. So I, had to, <laughs> I had to put yeah. a white voice oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So my name is Rashawn, so I had to change it to Sean. Yeah. yeah. My last name is Casey, so I had we were selling fuel. So I was like, What's... "Hi, this is Sean Casey. I'm calling from Pelco Fuel. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. That's wonderful. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I can save you a bunch of money on your home heating fuel. And that, you know, and and it worked. Yeah. It worked. And that's 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 what. Uh, uh, Danny Glover's character tells to uh, Lakeith is, uh, you know, it's not only that you sound in white; it's this idea of what white is. Yeah, and I, I just, I just don't ever agree with code switching because I don't ever want to marginalize my blackness. I feel like my yeah. blackness is great. Well, you, you know, you, you are in a position where you don't have to. Mm. Like some people, I'm sure, you know, if you would have told that to 17. him, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you told that to him while he's at the job, and it's like you can make more money or not. You know, but he pretends to be Dominican sometimes. I'm not it's Dominican. Weird. It's, it's, it's weird with that guy. He thinks because I wear white jeans, I'm Dominican. I'm I'm not Dominican, bro. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> Terry and Amar, y'all been in the, uh, Hollywood for a while. Have y'all ever had the code switch? You know, it's interesting. I think it's sort of a. I guess it's a marriage between the two. Your your point and Envy's point, Charlamagne. Because in reality, the character Ghost is code switching constantly, but without changing the voice. Mm. So I think more so that's what you mean that you don't want to have to do. I think, you know, if you think about it, President Obama is co-switching, but again, his voice and his diction and his articulation and the tonality has basically remained the same. I would say Sidney Poitier, Denzel, Harry Balafonte, the same. So Ghost co-switched to me in a very physical, a physically adjusting to the environment type of way. Mm-hmm. He can almost work every room because of his IQ. Mm. So if co-switching is your brain, then I think we've all had to do it. But uh, I've never had to do what Boots has asked my character and and Lakeith's character and Danny's <laughs> character to do in, in life. Never with my voice, no. 
Terry, what you about know, you? I've I've always just been me. Um, it's kind of made me who I am, made my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made me an activist right now, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild. Um, you know, because when I look at, I mean, you look at Hollywood, you, you look at, you know, what the whole thing is. It, what's happening with with me, even with this whole Me Too thing? I'm gonna bring it up because Let's talk about it. Yeah. I really want to talk about it. Um, the, the big big deal is that they want me to accept to myself that I'm less than a human being. Mm-hmm. They literally want me to sign off and say, I am less than you. What you did to me is okay. And it's not okay. It's not okay to do that to anybody. In fact, you get so... And this is what happens in this movie is it's addressed on a social level. It's addressed on an economic level. These things are addressed uh, politically. Um, but when you're talking about this whole thing, is people are trying to trick you into, your, into damaging your own self-image. Because if you do it to yourself... You already you. in a cage. And the thing is, is, they do that by spreading shame. They do that by spreading these kind of things to make you feel. The fact that this man feels like, look, I'm going to just tell you the rules. You work anywhere. You go to work. You should not be molested. Whoever molested you should be fired. Mm-hmm. They don't think that. They're like, oh, man, are you, what, who, what kind of person are you to think you're even worth saying something? Like, every dime I spend on my case actually is increasing my own self-worth. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. Now, the, one of the other things is that I'm supposed to punch him out because that's the whole trope that we've been taught. I mean, here I am, 240-pound black man played X, in the X NFL, in the, the whole thing. The trope is now I'm a big, violent man. I'm supposed to just... And I had even black men coming at me like, hey, man, you're supposed to go knock his head off. But the thing is, and they're like, man, your career ain't even all that. For you to be, you know, letting your balls get felt on and all this stuff and not do nothing. But this is the thing. My family is all that. And I had to look at most the Most importantly, you got to feel like you all that. The big Right. And the most important thing, I know who I am. I know I'm a father. I know I'm a husband. I know who I am as a human being. I know how much I'm worth. And that affects everything. What did your wife say in that moment? Would, like, because she was with you. Like, she was, did she say you just gonna let him grab your? Listen, like she that? was the one who trained me. She said, first of all, three years earlier. See, you gotta understand. Y'all gotta look at the whole picture. You, a lot of times, the whole picture hasn't been taught. I've, I've knocked people out. There have been people who've been knocked out, and a lot of people have seen the wrong end of what I've done. And she pulled <laughs> me to the side and said, "You can't do that." She said, "We'll lose everything." Yeah, she I said, "Terry." Too. Yeah, you are talking. I go through that right too. Now. That's cold switching, by the way. I go through that too. Thing is, if somebody yells up, white guy comes yells up, comes up to me and yells at me and calls me a n- and the whole thing is, okay, I'm supposed to hit him, I'm supposed to smack him, but the thing is, I would only get angry if I really felt I was a n- but I'm not a n- Sometimes you got to show them that but, but, disrespect no, no, will be but, that, met but with that's a, that's a show. See, but you, what you just said, that's a show. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's, it's like if somebody come up and called me poor, I'm like, I'm not poor. I know I'm not poor. So how do I you wouldn't te- even get angry. How do you teach them not to do it again? How do you teach that guy who grabbed your b- or the white man that calls you a b- not to do that again? That's a good question. First of all, what I'm doing right now, a lawsuit, straight mm. up. I didn't give up. I didn't give up my lawsuit. My, I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend myself, to be the plaintiff. Because this is what you, everybody's got to understand. If I hit him, I'd be in court anyway. You understand? I'd be spending this money anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. I, I would be straight up the defendant. 
Because if I knocked them out, you think they would have had any any sort of mercy on me? They would have had not one bit of mercy on me. So the whole point is, now I flipped the script. They're like, he didn't do nothing. Well, why are you even suing? And then I'm going, man, because... I'd be here anyway. This yeah. is money I'd be spending anyway. All right, we got more with the cast of Sorry to Bother You, which is Terry Crews, Amari Hardwick, and Boots Riley. So don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Sorry to Bother You in the building. Is Terry Crews, Amari Hardwick, and Boots Riley. How did right? you feel when Russell Simmons is said to drop it? The, the, the whole Russell Simmons thing? Yeah. First of all, first of all, me and Russell don't talk like that. Why are you emailing me? You see, this is the thing. Everybody want to be, now you my buddy. Now you my friend. But see, this is what y'all don't know. A lot of people don't know. Russell Haynes with them guys. Russell Haynes with Adam Bennett. Russell Haynes with Brett Ratner. I know what the whole thing is. You ain't gas like me. I'm from Flint, Michigan. All these cats, man, oh, well, you didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. No, I know exactly what you meant. And you calling me, talking about give this brother a pass. Nobody gets a pass. Right. Nobody. And I'm like, why are you even emailing me? We, we, we don't hang out together. We don't do nothing together. I don't know what you're talking about, man. And so the fact is, and I, I saw it for what it was. And believe me, when it first came out, I ignored it. When he, he emailed me at first, I ignored it. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I got zero tolerance for this thing. I'm like, wait a minute. You said you got zero tolerance, but you told me to get a dude to pass when the dude did it to me. I said, that's because abusers protect abusers. This culture protects it. They, they protect each other like that. And I'm like... I have no no tolerance for it. This is the thing. The thing that you serve is also the thing you got to eat. Mm. That's the real deal. And you, if you serving it, you one day it's going to come back to you. And even whatever you want to do, you ain't getting away with it. What you say? Even if it's... Oh, my goodness. Have you seen, you know, people not mess with you because of this? Or has you yeah, noticed I that, that Oh, me? yeah. That, well, first of all, I walk in, and now the room is split down the middle. Mm. It's cats like, oh, well, man, I got to go this way. And that's mm. good, because I would have never worked with you anyway. Mm. You know, I, man, look, like I said, I am me. I've always been me. I've all, You know, it's, it's weird, because... I, there have been times when I did things and I wasn't black enough. Right. There's things that, that times that I did stuff and they called me, oh, you selling out. Or you do Friday after next and they're like, oh, man, now you down. But I'm going, wait a minute. I've always been just me from the beginning. Right. And always just been Terry Crews. You know, I saw, I saw a guy, I saw people victim shaming you, Terry. They were like, oh, Terry always got his shirt off and he always flexing his abs. Or Terry's played gay roles before, mm -hmm. as if that justifies mm -hmm. that man that, grabbing that, your that, abs. Whatever, man. I mean, listen, again, the arguments are ridiculous. That stuff is ridiculous. I'm just dealing with the facts as they lay. You cannot do this to anybody else. Anybody. No one. And the problem is, and this is the thing, if you don't protect the women, it's happening to you. They're coming after you. I'm trying to tell you. I was standing there, and I'm going, wait a minute. It's got to the point where they tricked everybody into thinking it's part of the job. You're mm. like, no, it's not. You ain't got, hey, man, this part about being in Hollywood. Come here. No, it ain't. Mm -hmm. No, it ain't. And you know what? I will be the first one always saying no, no, no. And it, 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 I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, hat, it's just about to hit the music industry. It's been hitting. I, I tell people all the time, this is not... Uh, witch hunt, it's a fumigation. Because right. if you've been acting like this for a long, long time, I'm done. I, I grew up in the culture, man. I grew up in pimp culture. I know what it is. I know the molesters. I know them. You go to church, they there. You go to the hood, they there. Everywhere. Mm. I mean, I know these cats. And they try to gaslight you and make you think you all out. You don't know what's going on. Man, look, you in church, they try to turn you out. You on the street, they try to turn you out. I've been up there. I've seen it. Mm. 
And I know it. And I see and I see them cast it. I remember when I was 14 and walking around. I'm in school and a grown ass man like, look at that ass. I'm like, wait a minute. Ain't you 50? <laughs> Ain't you 50 years old? Is it that to you? Look at that ass? And, yes, and I'm I'm 14 years old, and I'm like, no, I don't think he was talking about him. He was, he was talking about the girls. No, what I'm saying, he's looking at he's looking at women right. that. Oh, oh I'm like, I'm damn, sorry. Terry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that. Let me clarify. Been getting it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but what I'm saying is, I've seen these kind of abuses. Right. Got you. Got you. And people feel like that's just part of being a man, but it's got nothing to do with being a man. Now, what made you guys take the role in this film? Because Watching the trailer, I only seen a small part of it, but it seemed a little like it seemed like a little high. You had to be a little high to watch this, or you had to be a little high. <laughs> like you know, I'm, I'm watching part of it and it's looking it's looking sane, and then all of a sudden I see a guy with a one eye come out, and then a, a white guy with a gun. So what made y'all do this film? It was you know it's, it was interesting. Envious it was dope as hell listening to Terry just break all of that down. I'm like, this is a different interview because I watch you and Envy. I mean, you in Maine all the time, but in reality, the depth of which we started this this interview. A lot of that was the reason that I that I chose to do the movie because underneath all of the stuff that you say you might need some herb to really get through, mm-hmm. underneath is like a freaking incredibly detailed story about that which we go through in this country as it pertains to, as, as Terry said, social, political, socioeconomic, gender realities. It just it, it, it for me was very it was it was very clear when I had the first conversation with with Boots, this man to my right. I was in Italy with the family, finally vacaying off of promoting power with, with Curtis. With 50. I was in Italy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't on the phone. <laughs> was in Oakland. And, uh, and, and he was in Oakland, and he had this conversation with me, and he told me, he said, you know, oh, particularly your role, and, and we're going to create this thing where there's no real name to your to your character. Be Mr., mm. just Mr., and I thought, damn, that's different. And he brought up Toni Morrison and, and her, you know, figuring some of that out through a book that she had written. And I thought, that was brilliant. And then I thought, well, what do you mean about my character sort of being this? He said it's unidentifiable because he's still trying to, he knows a lot. I decided to do the one eye patch with Boots' permission mm-hmm. because I think he's all seen, even though you think he's only seen with one eye. So exactly. he's a guy that's kind of in the midst of uh, of maybe being called a sellout, but at the same time, he actually knows what's going on yeah. next to Army's character which represents the man in America of like no get here this is where you want to get to Terry's point Hollywood says this is where you want to get and you might go nah so Lakeith's character is kind of going against that and, yes. and and the fact that I could play this conduit this bridge between the two and not really be a sellout but actually be the one that had the information that's what specifically attracted me but then the f-ing cast yeah. Danny Glover this man to my left who I've known for 17 years now mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield, one of our young, great young actors, Tessa Thompson, who I know forever. Once Boots said, okay, oh, oh, here's the cast. He didn't get through three people before I said, I f*** it, I'm in. This is yeah. incredible. Do you think that the movie makes light of real-life situations like racism? It's not making light of it. What it does is it makes things more ridiculous to show the contradiction mm. clearer. And that heightening of contradiction happens in two places. When we analyze something, we show the contradictions to show... How, how society functions. Like, even if you're doing a college lecture, you heighten things and exaggerate you, to show the, show the contradiction. That's exactly the same thing that's done with comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wonder if the people who are supposed to receive the message in this film, which would be the oppressors, the white yeah, people, yeah. do they receive the message? I always wonder the same. I, you know what I'm I saying? I don't know. I'm not making a... You know, I don't, I'm not under the... The, the the feeling that the way that we make social change is we beg oppressors to change. In my opinion, the way that you make change is you force someone to have to choose between 
you're going to make less money or you're going to make no money, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And and uh, so this film is not about talking to someone with power and hoping they see more. It's about talking to each other. All right, we got more with the cast. I'm sorry to bother you when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Sorry to Bother You, a new flick that comes out in July. Terry Crews, Amari Hardwick, Boots Riley, Vanessa Carlton. Do you ever get tired of that song? Never. Because that is such a classic scene from White Chicks. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces past, and I'm homebound. Never, never. I, I don't understand people who get tired of their own stuff. I, I, I don't understand. I'm so tired. I'm like, no, I, I, I just keep doing. But see, the thing is, I never stop working. <laughs> see, when you have that, and then you put everybody's Chris on top of it, and you put Brooklyn Nine Nine on top of it, and you put all these other movies, on, you put Sorry to Bother on top. Of it, I'm satisfied. You know what I mean? It's, now, if it stopped there, I'd be tired of it. Mm-hmm. That's now, Amari, did you have a problem taking this role since you are very much ghost to a lot of people and it's hard to see you in any other role? Because every time I saw you on the screen, I was like, they go ghost. Yeah, that's, there goes ghost. I see them out there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't even see the movie. I said, no, I said, when I see them out here, I'm like, there's oh. ghosts. You're I mean, always ghost. I mean, do you, so I'm always ghost to you like I have inability as an actor or I'm always ghost in your mind? See, you ghost oh. right now. See, you see it. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> I know, I had to back up. I was like, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not. Like, I'm not. <laughs> like, should I should I just do power for the rest of my no, career? No, no. Should I, should I, huh, Envy? No. <laughs> Here's the thing: but is, no, but that, I, is that people don't people uh, don't give him uh, as much credit as an actor because actor. he's so good in that, that role good. that they think he's not acting. You're right. And this man, this man is a poet. He's oh, you know, man. man I mean, uh, yes, you know, he's amazing. He, he might be buff and might knock you out if you do something, but he's a hippie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I, he, feel, I feel like, uh, man, I'm an amalgamation of, of Terry Crews and Lakeith Stanfield. Wow. Wow. But think about it, Envy. I've played a homosexual AIDS victim married to Janet Jackson. What Tyler Perry movie was that? For Color Girls. That's I played, right. I, I mean, that. That, there's 15-year career. Yeah, right. It's just so funny. People go, it's like, I guess so much. once that's ghosts the, happen, it just... They love, so that it just... Yeah. Rah, and that's it's cool. like, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. But I was, I know, I was also, Damon I never, for I never had any do this movie is because... Yeah, it's, I just... Because I've never had any... I mean, now. I did Shot Caller, right? I did Shot Caller season two with John yeah. Bernthal. And it's funny. Shot Caller, I'm a warden in Shot Caller. Then I've... I don't know. It's just one of those things where I have to remind everybody, but guys, I'm an actor. So, yeah. like, so I when, think, I think I when Patton Oswalt did, so Patton Oswalt does his white voice, uh, David Cross <laughs> does Lakeith's white voice, and <laughs> when Patton was in the studio doing it, he was like, so uh, this guy isn't going to get mad at me and want to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, first of all, this is, 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 is film. Yeah. And, and second of all, no, but he'll, I, I, I want to I wanna say, I wanna say this to, uh, what it is. I want to say it to, Envy, you asked that, right? Mm-hmm. No, I asked Charlamagne asked. Yeah. I want to say to, because it's a lob. It's a lob. It's like Charlamagne just gave us a Derek Fisher night. I don't remember what year, but this is my opportunity to slam it home. Charlemagne and Envy, but Charlemagne for sure, because I find Charlemagne to be the deep poet of the group. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne knows the, the the talents of Omari. Charlemagne even knows that I'm f-ing with music. He knows that. He knows it. So the lob is... Oh, you got to keep strategically doing things that get you away from ghosts. But is scary or is it not scary? And I go, 
Charlemagne, it can't be scary because if I'm a novice, to, to Terry's point, then maybe it's scary. Mm-hmm. Because my bread and butter is this thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm Michael B. Jordan's age and I do Ghost, uh-oh. But if I've done all these things preceding Ghost, yes. then God bless Netflix. Yes. Because you'll go back and go, oh, shit, there was a lot of shit before. Yes. God bless yeah, you, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now that I've played Ghost, which is a beautiful testimony to the security of Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and going, I think I know the right person for the part. He could have picked the wrong person for the part. That's right. true. And I don't know if we have a show like this. Mm-hmm. Right. So for 50 to be that secure and to get Courtney on board and to get stars behind it, then it makes Charlemagne, it makes Boots, it makes Envy, it makes Terry go... Well, even as his brother and as his friend, this was the right pick for this character. Because sometimes we can't not see him. But in reality, if you're the right pick for for whatever Sidney Poitier was the right pick for four to five times being the right pick, we don't really have an opportunity to to celebrate Sidney as a legend or or the icon that he is if he didn't do very good all the other things that he's done. So. We all want the same thing, you know. I majored in journalism. I was in the world of Envy and Charlemagne. That was my major. But I always heard God saying, yeah, but you're a storyteller. Mm -hmm. So Charlemagne and Envy are still limited as to the way they tell stories. But Satellite, for example, has allowed y'all to be not as limited. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think as Ghost, if he's the journalist that's stuck within the parameters of what we know him to be, then it does tell on brown people as to how wide we see and how wide we don't see. But what's ironic about it is Ghost Envy is wide as f***. So you'd almost think this guy has to be a really wide actor because Ghost is 35 feet wide. So it's it's just that there's so much width there. I think Boots makes a a great point by going, it's hard for folks to see all the different ways that O's get into the basket if it's analogous analogous to basketball coming off the playoffs if he's Ghost because Ghost is getting to the hoop so many different ways. Mm-hmm. It's the code switching that Charlemagne speaks mm-hmm. of. So That's remember when everybody said. thought the Fines, the dude that played the Fines was like that? Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Then you start seeing him, you're like, oh. You're like, Miss Why you show And up? a lot of people, Charlemagne, <laughs> like Ghost more than Omari. You hear a lot of people going, I like Ghost. And it, and it tells on them. It's like, yeah. You needed a guy 75 feet wide to play a guy 35 foot wide. I'm going to be honest with you. If your friends are saying that, then something's wrong. It ain't my friends. They should know you. It ain't my friends. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm saying that young social media world. They're asking to rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I'm sitting with Boots tonight. Oh, I thought you meant you want me to rap. Oh, you can do that too. (laughs) All right. Listen to the Shotgun Sonata from Personas Non Grata with a plot to rock harder than the second Intifada. I do drink fire water, but I'm more like higher water and will slaughter, slaughter, slaughter your armada. Inform your scholars that our alma mater squalor, so my squad will put your collar at your black and white gala. We're cannon fodder for dollars, both under Trump and Obama. I don't remember the rest, but check this out. <laughs> Every death is an abrupt one. Every cop is a corrupt one. We're down to cash up in the trust fund. Every... Guess one a plus one. I forget the rest. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm in, in this directing oh, world. Right. So, well, so you remind me of Cat Williams boots, man. You get uh, that a lot. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I would, I, would, I would take I would take that as an insult, but I, th- I think uh, no. I mean, just because people like hey New York. You know, thank what? you, thank you, Envy Charlemagne. <laughs> huh? Thank you all, man, for having Amari, me and Terry and Boots. Terry, Cruz, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, appreciate if I, you guys if I could do us. the things that Cat Williams has done for uh, entertainment, then that'll be cool. You on uh, your way? You know, we'll see. When's the movie come out? July 6th in select theaters, July 13th everywhere. Yes. July 6th, go check out Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. And we appreciate you guys yeah. for joining us. Thank you, man. Thank Thanks, you, Thanks, 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 Thanks,
It's the Breakfast Great. Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Dr. Dre. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Dr. Dre is working on a Marvin Gaye biopic. Should be pretty interesting. Now, a lot of people have been trying to do this in the past. The most recent was Jamie Foxx, who actually had landed the rights for a limited series back in 2016, but there's been no movement on that. So now it looks like Dr. Dre is going to be the person that's uh, spearheading this. Uh, I wonder if an artist can make another biopic about an artist without being biased. I'm sure he can. Because when you do biopics, you have to do the good, the bad, and the ugly of a person. And that's something that could be hard to do if you are indeed a fan of said person. As long as it's not your friend. Well, I think the most important thing is to work with, like, the family and people that actually knew the person so that you can get real inside information. So if you can do that... I think that's really helpful to have people that actually knew the person or interacted with him tell their stories. Because that's something Dre didn't even do for himself, by the way, and straight out of company. He didn't tell the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, think it's, good. I do think exactly. it's harder to do it for yourself. He made himself look like a full-blown superhero and straight out of company. He did, even but I guess also because at- he has other business that he don't want some of that stuff to be, to recirculate. Uh, that's why. Even if you look at it a movie like right, Notorious, though. how Diddy was portrayed in that movie because he worked on that also, that wasn't the good, the bad in that either. No, it wasn't. But I mean, it wasn't really about Diddy, though. Yeah, but he was a big part of Biggie, like, getting discovered and all. And he was in it a lot. Mm. So, all right, now let's talk about Red Table Talk. I know you guys love that show, Jada Pickett-Smith and her uh, daughter and her mom. Well, on Monday's episode, she had uh, (laughs) EJ Johnson and Cookie Johnson there. And they talked about EJ first coming out about his sexuality I on a family EJ trip Johnson. You hear to me? Hawaii. Check out what happened. The very next day, he went to your room? You In tell Hawaii. it. And um, just was like, we're going to get through this. And, um, you know, I just need time. And then um, we both just kind of started crying a little bit. Then I moved to New York to go to college. And um, when he came back to visit, he picked me up for dinner. And he was like, you know, like... If I'm happy you're here, where we love you, I went, you know, I'm just like, okay, whatever, hug you, dad, and whatever. But he hugged me so hard. Mm. He almost, like, broke my back. <laughs> and then at that point, I was like, we're going to be okay. I love EJ Johnson. I've had the pleasure of meeting EJ a couple times. Mm-hmm. I saw EJ on Saturday. I get excited when I see EJ, okay? How excited? EJ is six foot eight and chiseled. EJ will whip somebody's ass, all right? The only, whenever I see EJ, the only disappointment I have EJ's the fact, like the best dressed he is, but the only disappointment I have is the fact we'll never see him play basketball. That we would be amazing. We don't know if EJ can play ball or not. Yeah, that right? would be amazing. You know how much joy Irvin Magic Johnson has brought to people on that court? We don't know if EJ has skills on that court. I'm sure EJ can ball. That's well, the only here's EJ's mom, Cookie Johnson, also talking about uh, that experience and how she felt like that conversation had turned hurtful. We had to talk with Dad. And that was a little tough. My husband is the kind of person, like, he reacts quickly. Mm-hmm. So everything that came to the top of his head, he just let it out. And I was like, because it hurt my feelings. And I know it probably hurt his feelings when he was saying, you know, it's not what I wanted for my son. And do you realize what you're saying? Because, you know, the world is not going like to like that. that. And do you want to live this life? Right. So afterwards, you know, I told him, I said, I thought that was a little tough. You're, you know, that wasn't right. Whatever. I'm glad EJ Johnson exists. All right. There you go. That man makes me happy when I see him. 
Now, okay. we talked about uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella. They were supposed to get married, and then he wanted to not have kids. He got a vasectomy, and now he's willing to reverse that procedure because he wants Nikki Bella back so badly. They had split up, and that was because John Cena did not want to ever become a parent. And now he's saying that he does want to marry her. Once that relationship, wants to marry, he said, I will give you a child. I will sacrifice, and he will undo that vasectomy in order to get his girl back. You can unclog your pipes just that easy? Yep. You just untie the knot? You can. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's good for them. All right, Lauren Hill, her Miss Education tour is going down. It starts July 5th at Virginia Beach, and she's going to have a whole lot of openers on that tour. She's celebrating the 20th anniversary of that legendary album, The Miss Education of Lauren Hill. Some of the people that will be on that tour include Nas, MIA, my best friend, Santi Gold, ASAP Rocky, SZA, Big Boy, De La Soul, Busta Rhymes, uh, amongst others. So there'll be a whole lot of people uh, joining her as well. It is amazing how Lauren Hill has created a timeless body of work that she has been eating off for how many years now? It's been 20 years. At least Since 20. 20 yeah. That's all? Yeah, that album's a classic album. But oh, that was 98, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because you got to think there was Fuji's albums first, and then she did Miss Education. So other people that will be joining her, Taleb Kweli, Dave East, Dave Chappelle, whole lot of things going on. So if you guys want to go and see that classic album, make sure you uh, go check out Lauren Hill. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Shalabang. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, uh, man, I have to take it to my neck of the woods, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I need a young brother named Leroy Joe Small to come to the front of the congregation, man. Always remember, in life, preparation is key. Leroy. <laughs> if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready, okay? You know, most Leroys are a little crazy. That is a fact. All right. Except for Bruce Leroy. He was amazing. We'll get into... Uh, he was a fake person. Anyway, we'll get into Donkey today up next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Charlamagne the devil. Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey today for Wednesday, June 20th, goes to a 20-year-old man named Leroy Joe Small. Now, Leroy is from my neck of the woods, South Carolina, the low country, North Charleston to be exact. Drop one of Clues Bombs for the 843, damn it. Let me tell you something, man. With all the heavy stuff going on in the world, sometimes you just have to take a break and go seek out a laugh just to keep from crying. And Leroy Joe Small has created some comedy for me this morning. See, I always say life is a movie. Some of us are living a drama. Some of us are living a tragedy. Some of us are living a romantic film, some of us an action thriller, some of us a crime film, some of us just a a full-blown comedy, okay? If you are living a great life, you will probably have a mixture of all those different film genres in your existence, but Leroy Small has provided us one of the greatest comedic scenes I have heard about in a long time. See, Leroy on Tuesday was charged with failure to stop for blue lights. Simple offense, right? Okay, a lot of people have led police on high-speed chases before. A lot of people have hit the gas to shake the police, right? Now, let me paint the scene. It's shortly after midnight in North Charleston, okay? Police were in the area of King and Romney Street when they stopped the car for a traffic violation. One of the officers said he saw the passenger of the car making movements toward the rear passenger seats. Round of applause to the North Charleston police for not shooting and killing this foolish young man who clearly has not gotten a memo to not make any sudden moves around police officers in this climate. Now, according to a report, when the officer asked the passenger and the driver to get out, this happened. A North Charleston man facing charges tonight after police say he tried to speed away from officers. One thing, though, his car was in park. 20-year-old Leroy Small was arrested and charged with failure to stop for blue lights. Police say just after midnight, officers pulled him over for a traffic stop. When they asked him to get out, officers say Small looked directly at them, then pressed out on the gas pedal. 
Again, the car was in park. Police say Smalls then put the car in drive and then drove down King Street. He was eventually stopped at Clements and Spruill Avenues, according to police. He was given a $10,000 bond. Bro, this is like the roadrunner yelling beep beep before he runs off, but forgetting he had no legs. Okay, this is like shooting a jump shot and turning around, throwing your hands in the air like it went in, and not even realizing that you shot an air ball. This is like performing on stage and then running to stage dive, and nobody catches you, and your ass just hits the floor. What is so interesting about this situation is that he just knew he was about to be out. The fact he looked the cop dead in his eye is a telltale sign that he thought he had one up on the police, and he was about to get away. But his dumb ass forgot to move that gear shift from P to D. Southwest Airlines, I have your new commercial right here, courtesy of Leroy Joe Small of North Charleston, South Carolina. This scene is it. Let's hear it. The officers pulled him over for a traffic stop. When they asked him to get out, officers say Small looked directly at them, then pressed down on the gas pedal. Again, the car was in park. Want to get away? Some donkey today just saw themselves. Uh, please give Leroy Joe Small the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey. Charleston, you sounded like Florida. Yeah, well, that didn't work out. Mm -mm. All right, well, Charlemagne, thank you so much for that donkey of the day. Yes, and uh, we got Asky coming up next, right? That's right, today is hump day, so you know it's time for Asky. So if you have any advice that you might need to get, make sure you call me up, 1-800-585-1051, and I will help you out. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Yes, what's up? I'm Angela Yee. It is The Breakfast Club, and it's time for Ask Yee. Now, we are going to be taking your calls, and I'll give some advice out from my own experiences and what I've seen and what I know. Uh, right now we have Desiree on the line. What's up, Desiree? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Fine. I just want to say I love you guys. I love the Breakfast Club. Okay. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Appreciate no you, Desiree. What's your question this morning? I want to know how do you like not make a man mature, but see things your way. Like I want to <laughs> move to Atlanta and become a lawyer, mm -hmm. but my boyfriend is like in this thing where. Well, we got to take our... I mean, I understand we got to take our time, but he's like, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. But I'm like, we don't really have much time to be doing this and doing all that. We need to get ourselves together right now and go ahead and move. But mm -hmm. he's not... I don't feel like he's really with the move. Like, he's, he'll he's, move, but he's not going to move to better. He's going to move to to party or some So you feel like he's just not mature enough right now. You have things that you want to yeah, do like, for your career and for yourself, for your life, and he's not on the same page. Yeah. Well, uh, Desiree, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, you're 25 years old. Um, and sometimes it is hard for people to be on the same page when you're in a relationship. And, you know, women, we do tend to mature a lot faster than men. Right. And uh, get it together a lot quicker. I want to say this, though, because sometimes I feel like my boyfriend's extremely immature as well in certain ways. And sometimes he does step up to the plate. But I do feel like if there's things that you're really passionate about and that you want to pursue in life, you should make sure that you do those things or you'll have resentment for it. Now, if right. he decides that he wants to come along and grow up and join you and figure it out, then that's great. If he decides he doesn't want to and you guys have a long-distance relationship while you're pursuing your dreams and your goals, then that could potentially work out also. Or maybe you guys just won't end up being on the same page at all. But I do feel like it's a mistake not to pursue your dreams and the things that you're passionate about. Right. I feel like, because I already I already dropped out of college when I got pregnant with my son, and mm -hmm. I want to go back. Now I want to go back for something more serious so people can take me more serious. 
And he he went to court and he was like, yeah, you could do that. You you got a good debate on it. You could do that. I'm like, yeah, I know I could do that. So what what can I tell him to like, you know, get him going? Like you need to think of something you need to do. Right. And that's hard for people that aren't as self-motivated as you are. And maybe you need to give him like that same motivation that he gave you because he did obviously, um, like you just said, support you and actually encourage you to do something that maybe you didn't have the confidence and maybe he doesn't have the confidence. Right. So maybe you maybe you need to brainstorm with him and tell him what you think he's great at and give him that confidence as well. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, well, good luck. And again, like, you guys could still have a long-distance relationship and see how that works, but if there's something that nah, you... I don't think I'm good with the long-distance thing. I need to know what you're doing. I, I can't go... Like, I'm that type of person, like, if I don't, if I don't know what you're doing, I'm going to be mad because I don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm that type <laughs> of person. It's, it's sad to say, but, right. like, if you don't text me back, I'm like, oh, well, who you texting? You're not texting me. Like, I'm that type of person. Desiree, you may need to work on that as well. If somebody, okay, you may need to know that that's something you got to work on within yourself because if he hasn't given you any reason to feel that way, you can't jump to conclusions all the time. That's not good for a relationship either. So work on some things within yourself, but just make sure you pursue your dreams and hopefully he'll be up for the challenge and support your man and encourage him as well. I do that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. All right, it's Ask Yee, 1-800-585-1051. Call us up. Let me know if you need some advice. What's up? It's Angela Yee, and we are in the middle of Ask Yee, where you can call me up and ask me for advice about absolutely anything, no judgment zone. Right now, we got Anonymous on the line. What's your question? So I have a history of dating straight up boys. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like, for my ex, <laughs> for instance, he... He was good at first when we first started dating. He had a job and everything. But when I started working, getting a better job within the six months of us dating, I had moved up, started getting a federal job, really good money at an age of 21, doing good for myself, paying my own bills. Good for you. He wanted to quit his job. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now, that was back in February. So now I'm single. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great for myself, but every guy that comes my way, he don't, he don't have nothing going for so they got a job, but later on they see, oh, I can do for myself. Maybe she gonna do for me too, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So I deal, but the guy that I deal with on the side consistently, he got a job. Uh-huh. He make money, got a good job, just cash out on Beamer. But when I talk about settling down with anybody or anything, he ain't talking about it. Now that he's talking about it, I'm not a, a prospect. Like, what? So you've been messing with this guy, sleeping with him and everything, but y'all just have a casual relationship, and he doesn't want to settle down with you, but he does want to settle down. Yeah. And, uh, like, we talk about any, everything. We basically have threesomes together, everything, mm. but I'm not a prospect for you, but we can do everything else together. Well, yeah, maybe that's what the problem is. The problem is that you're giving him everything that he wants, and so he doesn't feel like it's a challenge in any way at all. You're having threesomes with him. He's kind of looking at you as just a good time, girl. Mm-hmm. And he's being very honest, but he's being very honest with you about it. So what are you doing to change that? Really nothing. I say we've talked about being together, and I always tell him, like, I would see us being together, but I don't want to lose the friendship that we already have because our connection is very strong. Like, I talk to him about the guys that I deal with. He talks to me about the girls he's dealing with. But at the same time, if we wanted to, we could. But 
on my end, I just don't want to lose the friendship that we've already, the bond that we've built. And I feel like a relationship would destroy that. You know what's interesting? I've heard guys say that they couldn't be with a girl that they've had threesomes with. They can't picture that person being their wife. And maybe he's one of those kinds of guys. Some guys love it. And some guys feel like, well, that's not wife material. And it really would be up to you to, um, if you pull back on giving him everything that he wants and giving him access to you and access to you in the bedroom and access to being your best friend and access to everything with no holes barred without him having to commit, that's what it is. He don't feel like he has to be with you because he has everything he wants from you anyway. He probably feel like he could right. get married to somebody and still be with you if he wanted to. Said stuff like that before, too. Right, because you haven't put any boundaries on things because you're just allowing him to do whatever he wants. Everything's on his time. And, okay. all, and all you're doing is whatever he pleases. So if you still want to be friends with him, then you need to cut doing all those things out. The only uh, way he'll miss something is if he doesn't have it. All right, thank you so all, much. All right, Anonymous. I love y'all. I listen to your lip, lip service, Charlamagne. I listen to Brilliant Idiots. I love all y'all. Envy, you and Casey Crew, y'all need a show. So I Oh, yeah, they, get, they have a show coming to Bravo, so don't you worry. Okay, I'm going to be watching this all yes. But love y'all. Thank you. Thank you, all Anonymous. Right, Appreciate you. That's ASCII. You can call us every, every... What time we do this? 8 o'clock? It depends on what. <laughs> Come on. Charlamagne, we know Envy just ran out the room, but that doesn't mean we don't know how to do this every Listen, day for the past seven when, years. Whenever we tell you to call for Ask you just call. Okay, <laughs> 1-800-585-1051. Uh, we got room report coming up, yeah? Yes, we'll be talking about vaginas. I know that's exciting. Yes, it always is a pleasure to talk about vaginas. All okay? right, calm down, Charlamagne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about poom pooms when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Chrissy Teigen recently posted herself actually getting a vajayshul. What Um, is a vajayshul? Yeah, what is that? Well, it's uh, vaginal steaming. So she was wearing a face mask and she had a heating pad. And it was a spa moment. She put up mask, heat pad, vagina steam. No, I don't know if any of this works, but it can't hurt, right? So a lot of people have been talking about this vagina steaming. You're baking your poom poom a little bit. Yeah, basically you kind of um, hover over a steamed blend of dried herbs. Grill that fish. Including mugwort. (laughs) And that can help you manage PMS symptoms, uterine cramping, fertility, and uh, menopause symptoms as well. So a lot of spas actually do vagina steaming. But according to health experts, there's no real benefits to it. it. To be honest with you, it sounds like it's no real benefits. That's just all mind tricks. It sounds like a hot shower. I'm going to steam your vagina. Exactly. I'm going to steam your vagina and tell you that it's does all these things for you. It's a warm shower. Yes, one expert actually says that overheating can promote an overgrowth of unhealthy bugs and yeast infections. And they did say that after having a baby, your vagina undergoes profound changes to prepare for birth, but also to help it heal afterward. And steaming won't change that. And in no way can the steam get to your uterus or other pelvic pelvic organs. Now, what if you got a really bad yeast infection and you steam it a lot and then one day a loaf of bread just comes out of your Shut vagina? Up. That doesn't work <laughs> a like loaf that. Of ye- I think a that's bunch a different type rolls. of yeast. <laughs> a bunch of yeast rolls just come out your <laughs> All right. Well, Jada Pinkett Smith, sure, also good. on Red Table Talk, was actually talking about things that uh, she had to do for her vagina. She said she underwent uh, this treatment, vaginal rejuvenation, after suffering from bladder problems. Check it out. I can definitely feel that, my, I mean... When I tell you that I have my yoni is like a 16-year-old, I'm not kidding. So it's a technique where they introduce heat, which stimulates cellular turnover, which makes you feel uh, younger again. It gets you tight, gets you nice. Yeah, but at least say the vagina is 18. At least make the vagina of age. Don't say the vagina feel like a 16-year-old. My God. Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty... Uh, Come on, man. Say 18 next time. Pervy. Right. Yes.
All right, Michael Jackson. There's a Michael Jackson musical that's going to be coming to Broadway. Are you excited about that? That's going to be happening in 2020. Right now it's untitled, but they're going to uh, actually have that on Broadway. I think I would go check that out. No? Michael Jackson musical mm, coming to nah. Broadway? Mm-hmm. I don't have to wait to the review. See if it's good. <laughs> All right. And Pharrell is teaming with blackish uh, creator Kenya Barris. He's going to be doing a musical about Juneteenth, which is the holiday that celebrates the abolition of slavery. So Kenya Barris is going to do this like an opera slash musical. And Pharrell is going to write, compose, and produce the music. So, yeah. Okay. There you go. That's all your um, different musicals. Are you interested in that? No. <laughs> no, I'm happy for them, but I'm not interested. All right. And uh, in other news, Black China is single again, according to her, I guess, former boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, YBN Almighty J. He posted, Black China and I, and he added her, are no longer together. So we don't know what could have potentially happened, but uh, now they are split up. She's 30 years old. He's 18 years old. So the two of them, I guess, are back on the block. He was young, right? He's like... I just said he's 18. 18, right. I would like to add to that. I would be interested in a Kenya Barris Juneteenth thing. I just don't know if I want to see it in a musical. You know what I'm saying? With Pharrell doing all the music? I don't know if I want to see that in a musical. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like a bunch, because you, know, you know, if you know what Juneteenth is, Juneteenth is when you know it was when all the slaves were freed uh, from from Texas and the Confederate South, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like I can just imagine how that'll be. Like you know what I mean? Just a bunch of it'll be like a bunch of happy free I'm free slave songs. Like well, we uh, don't know what it's gonna be. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm it assuming it potentially happens. Imagine so. a bunch of slaves singing. I'm happy, and you know. Uh, I don't think he's gonna do. I'm, I'm come happy, on, man. You I, know I, that's what it's gonna be. I don't think so. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll give it a chance. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in at DJ Envy, and I'll get your joints on for you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.